Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us here on The Rescue, where you will hear Brother Dewey Dewar preaching in the Word of God concerning the last days and events that are in our world today, leading to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Most importantly, that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And now, here's your speaker, Brother Dewey Dwyer. Praise the Lord, I'm Dewey Dwyer, and we're going to talk again about the blood of Christ. What a wonderful blood it was. The blood of Christ was the blood of God. It was shed on Calvary's cross that you could be saved. And I like the writer and John over in his epistles, the first John, the first chapter. The epistle says that they knew, they believed, and they knew he was God. They watched him because he gave the evidence that he was God. There was no trickery. There was no magic. There was just the power of God. And chapter 1, as John writes, he says, now he's giving you evidence of what he knows and what he saw. That which from the beginning, which we have heard, heard Jesus talk personally, face to face. We hear him talk through the Bible. Jesus talks to us through the words of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, enlightens us of the Bible. When God speaks to you, he said, it's the word of God. When you hear voices, those voices could be of any voice on earth. But if it's of God, it's verified by the Holy Scripture. I'm talking about the 1611 King James Version of the Bible, not some off-brand, watered-down international version or some other of a hundred different monopolies on money that they're trying to sell you, but of the words of God. And your spirit as a Christian bears witness with that word. See, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and your spirit lives in you. And the Holy Spirit said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be in you and with you always. He said, now all of that, I'm going to seal you until the day of redemption, until the rapture, until you die. It doesn't make any difference. Your spirit's going to heaven anyway. So John said, when you die, see your spirit and soul goes up to heaven to be absent of flesh and be present with the Lord. And if you're a Christian. Now, if you're not a Christian, you're going to go to hell instantly. Uh, to be absent of flesh, be present with Satan and hell and the lake of fire. That's where you'll be. But today, we hope we can convince you by the power of God that the words of God will get you to be saved, get you to come to Jesus. When I say saved, I mean born by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That blood paid the price on Calvary's cross that you could be saved. Otherwise, you couldn't. See, there's no way without Jesus and his precious sacrifice, sacrificial blood that was shed on Calvary's cross for you. And it's so simple. You simply admit you're a sinner. Believe in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be willing to turn from your way of life and turn unto Jesus and ask him to come in your heart. He'll help you do all that if you will believe. Then the Holy Spirit instantly turns you into a new creature. It ain't a process. I mean, it's automatically sealed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But John was saying, that which from the beginning, which we have heard, heard Jesus talk in person, in flesh, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and of our hands have handled of the word of life. They shook hands with him. They hugged him. 
They touched him. This is God they were touching. No man had ever had that pressure of touching God until Jesus came. He came and was born by virgin. His father was God. He took on the flesh. That's Jesus. He took on the body of flesh and men touched that flesh which was born of God. And that flesh was indwelled by God. He was God. Verse 2. For the life was manifested, made, that we have seen and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, that eternal life which was in the Father and was manifested, made known to you. Made, you saw, he saw him and he touched him. Made to you to touch and to see. They saw this. Now we see him through the scripture by faith, believing. But this person, Jesus Christ, was a human. But he had God inside of him because God, the Word, was indwelled in flesh. And then he said, which we have seen, heard, declared, we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Now they knew God the Father because they believed in Jesus Christ. And they had fellowship. That's the advantage of being a Christian is the fact is when you call upon the name of the Lord and you truly believe in your heart in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, ask Jesus to come in your heart instantly. God knows your heart. And when you truly call with a repentant heart, say, here I am, Lord, take me as I am. He will. Uh, you're adopted. He will bring you into the family of God. You're adopted into the family of God. A son of God or a daughter of God instantly, instantly you are free from the penalty of sin. And the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now the wages has to be paid by somebody. Jesus paid for them ahead of time if you accept him as Lord and Savior. See that if is where it stands. If you believe your faith, your willpower, you have that all yourself. God won't make you. But the Holy Spirit, he came to enlighten you of the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, convict you of your sin. That's the third member working on you right now while you're here. Now you can reject it or you can ask Jesus to come in your heart either way. But the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'll send you another comforter. He will convict you and the world of your sins and of the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the bad part, judgment to come. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ made this possible. Now every day, you're seeing the ungodly people of the world sin against God, rejecting the word of God, and you're seeing. You're seeing in your own community, your own United States, catastrophe after catastrophe, floods, fire, wind, tornadoes, ice, snow, just everything, earthquake all over the world, but you're seeing it in the United States. God ain't through yet. I'll tell you one thing. It's got worse in this year, and it's getting worser, as the old man said. And it's going to get worser. And then, one day, with a shout of an archangel, every Christian, it could happen this very moment, every Christian is taken off this earth. When I say Christian, I'm talking the one who's washed in the blood, 
one that received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that ask him to come in their heart with a repentant heart. And then we're taken off. And you who have heard the word of God, you've refused it. God said, I'll put a blinders on you. You rejected. You did not believe the word of God when the Holy Spirit came to you through faith by hearing. Right now is the time for you to be saved. God said, this is a septic time. This is a day of salvation. When is that? When you hear the word of God. God may never deal with you again. But the Holy Spirit, God himself wants you to be saved. Jesus himself wants you to be saved. He said, it's not his will that any should go to hell, that all should come to repentance. But he said, some will believe and some will not. But here, this apostle is saying, I seen it. I, I'm writing down what I saw. I touched Jesus. And he, he said, and these things write unto you that your joy may be full. And then he went on to say, This then is the message which we have heard of Jesus Christ and declare unto you that God is light. He's the light of the world. And in him is no darkness at all. This is all made possible by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's cross that you could be saved. If we say we have fellowship with Jesus Christ and we walk in sin, darkness, we lie and do not the truth. See, you can tell if you're a Christian or if you're even a lost man can read that. If you walk in sin, then you don't feel any repression or no conviction inside of you. You just go ahead and do as you please. A lot of people join churches. Thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, millions Join church after church after church, seeking for some kind of righteousness that never comes because they have not trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But he said, you do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as Jesus Christ is in the light, we have fellowship one for another. And the blood, notice that, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us of all sin. Now remember verse 8. If we say we have no sin, ain't you run into some of them holier-than-thou people who walk about that high off the blacktop and they just float along? They're so heavenly-minded, they're no earthly good. They're so heavenly-minded, they're no earthly good. But here he says, if we say we have no sins, they tell you they, ain't, they don't sin. I'll tell you one sin that every person on this earth commits every day. The sin of omission. Failing to do what God has told them to do. You see the next door neighbor. He's going to hell and you know it. You watch his lifestyle. If you're a Christian, I'm talking about. And then you don't tell him. You never relate the word of God to him. His blood is on your hands. You're responsible for those you come in contact with. But if they refuse it, there's nothing you can do then. God said, dust your feet and go on if they don't want to hear it. But at least make an attempt. But that's a sin of omission. Not doing what God told you to do. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth. Hey, if we say we have no sins, God said, he don't live in you. He don't live in you. But if you're a Christian, if you've been washed by the blood, by his precious blood, as it said, we are cleansed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, if we confess our sins, if we don't do what God told us to do, if we confess it, God said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness when we falter wonderful words of God said I'm not going to beat you 
I'm not going to kill you. You're my son. I'm just going to correct you a little bit. I want you to tell us about Jesus. That's the words of God. All you have to do. You don't have to go through this preacher, that preacher, or whoever else you have faith in. You go to your Father through Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. He said, in my name, whatsoever you ask, I will do. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, and you shall ask what you will, it shall be done. These are the words of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, in my name. Like this. If you're just a baby Christian or if you never really was taught to pray, the Bible tells you that in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. I confess my sins, known and unknown. Jesus, bring it to my knowledge if it's one I didn't confess or had forgotten about. He'll do it. God, I ask you to forgive me my sins, known and unknown. Jesus, I want you to I want to trust you, and you show me what to do. And then tell him all the things you like, how much you love him. Thank him for Calvary's cross. Thank him for the blood. Thank him for saving your soul. That's the wonderful pleasure of talking to your father. Your father is God through the Lord Jesus Christ, your elder brother, Jesus Christ. By the power of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit takes your, your message right through the channel of Jesus Christ to God the Father. And God the Son says to the Father, I paid for it on Calvary's cross. I paid for doing to our sins before he was saved. I paid for his sins after he was saved. I paid for the penalty of sin for Dewey Dwyer. And that applies to every born-again Christian. No matter what, the precious blood, the precious blood. What does Jesus' blood mean to you? What does it mean to you? Is it as precious as God said it was? The precious blood of Jesus in 1 Peter 1, 18, 19. For as much as you know that ye are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver, gold, and all the vain conversations and all the things of man or the tradition of your father. You know, I've heard so many people say, well, my daddy was a preacher and I expect I'll go to heaven because he's a preacher. Don't believe that Satan lie. It's you and God, you and Jesus. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you must call upon the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Or you're going to go to hell. That's the words of God. But look, he said, but with the precious blood, you're not redeemed by anything except the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of lamb without blemish or without spot. Yes, redemption of you is solely based on the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He purchased you. He paid for you. You were a slave to sin. God bought you back out of sin when you received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And He gives you remission of sins through His blood. And then he, you're brought, brought close to God, away from Satan. Satan can never have you again. You're saved from the penalty of sin, the power of sin over you. And finally, when Jesus raptures us out and takes us to heaven, we're saved from the presence of sin throughout eternity in the presence of God where there will be no sin in heaven. Then he gives you forgiveness. See, that's how much God loves you. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
For God sent not his Son into the world, condemned the world, but through him the world might be saved. He that believeth on Jesus Christ is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he's not believed. Because he's not believed. Because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That's the penalty of sin. Death for the wages of sin is death in the lake of fire. He arose from the dead. Notice as Peter here was looking at these, these pieces of, uh, of cloth that's here. They're just laid there. The body's gone. Not just thrown all over everywhere, but just simply moved on up to heaven. And then he came back. And he talked to all of them. And he showed them the reality. And John here was saying, I saw him. I touched him. You can touch Jesus today through the words of God. And God will touch you. You'll know when he comes in because you call upon the name of the Lord. You don't have to have a feeling. You're not saved. You're saved by your personal honesty with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will see Jesus. What a wonderful thing it is to know that his blood is so precious and so wonderful that he justified you in the eyes of God. This is the Savior. He showed you after he came back from the grave. But the Bible says over in Romans 5, 9, much more than being justified by his blood. By his blood we shall be saved from the wrath, the tribulation to come, which will start in the first part of the Revelation, chapter 6, you can read about it. And it tells you how the Antichrist comes on the scene and a peace, peace and safety hollers. And then sudden destruction comes upon this earth. This may happen any moment. Lost man, if you haven't received Christ as Lord and Savior, goodbye. You're hell bound. Because God said, if you've heard the word of God and refused it, you're going to believe this lie and you'll go to hell. You'll be damned forever throughout eternity. But his precious blood gives you peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. But he said over in Colossians 19.20, and he talked about the peace. And it pleased the Father that in him, Jesus Christ, should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through his blood on his cross, by him reconcile all things unto him by him. I say whether they be on heaven, be in earth, or things in heaven. So all things are of God. We always think about the problems of this world, but God's got it under control. We think how horrible our government, our world, our one world government's coming on. And this one world awful religion, this goodness thing that they've got going. And this coming together with all denominations is a lie. You know, I, I spoke earlier about in April 27, 1980, when the Lord saved me, when I asked him to come in my heart. You know what? As I told you, I was popular before I got to be a Christian. I, I was just popular with everybody. Everybody liked me. And they knew I was mean, too. They scared of me, some of them was. But, you know, I always carried a gun all the time, you know. I carried two of them. One of them to shoot the guy with and one of them put in his hand so it would be self-defense. Those are the things that Satan puts in a lost person's mind. But, you know, the day I got saved, I was even got to, I was even in a pulpit one time, still had a gun in my pocket. And God said, what are you carrying that thing around? I was so natural, it looked like part of my clothes. And since that time, God said, hey, throw that thing away. So just get rid of it. But I didn't throw it away. I just kept it because I found in the Bible where Jesus told his disciples to go out and buy a sword 
so you can protect yourself. Christians should never be without a gun. You should have a weapon to keep Satan away from you because if Satan's people find out you cannot defend yourself, they will come in and take you. God said, go get your sword, protect yourself. Look that up in the Bible. Find out where it says, you, got, you go by a sword. It's over Luke. So God's saying, protect yourself. But look what the blood does. Blood changes you. As I said, I was very popular. Everybody liked me. Man, I was a good TV, best TV man in Orangeburg. They called me the best. I tried to be the best at everything I did. That's just like salvation. I want to be the best at telling you about Jesus Christ, hoping that you will receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Because if God could save a man like me, surely he could save you because the blood does it. But your popularity as a human, once you become a Christian, you become a threat to Satan. And you lose most of your old friends. I mean, they scatter like the covey of quails when something's come along scared them. We become a threat to Satan's rule over humans. And that's what salvation does to a person. It don't bother me that I don't have loads of friends. I got one friend that I know personally, and he owns the whole universe. Of course, I got two friends. My wife's my best friend, Anna. But I want you to know that God, the Father, I got three friends. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is one. But I got two, three perfect friends in heaven, one on earth, two in, two in heaven, and one on earth that is guarding me at all times regardless of what Satan tries to do. Isn't that wonderful? Man, let me tell you, this saying of salvation is reality. It's what you was born to be, a Christian. God gave his son that you could be saved. What a wonderful thing it is. I've got God the Father in heaven. I've got God the Son in heaven watching over me. They're all present, all power, and all knowing. They know all things. They see all things, and they're all present. Not only are they in heaven, but they're right here. But I've got the main one, the Holy Spirit, that was given the job to watch over me. He said, I'll be in you and with you always, never leave you, never forsake you. That's the Holy Spirit that comes into every born-again Christian. How did I get that? By the blood. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that he shed on Calvary's cross to redeem me from the penalty of sin. I don't have to worry about paying the price of sin. The wages of sin is death in the lake of fire. I don't have to pay that no more. It's gone. It's forever. God said, walk on and tell people about Jesus. That's the, that is the commandment. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, teaching them about Jesus. That's the commandment of God. His blood. It's cleansing. So listen to this. If we walk in the light as he is in light, Jesus, we have fellowship one with another and the blood. Again, here it is. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us of all sins. Cleanses us from all sins. First John 1, 7. And like I told you, if you mess up, 1, 9 is for you. First John 1, 9. If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just forgive my sins and cleanse me of all, A-L-L, -L, all unrighteousness. Over here in Isaiah, this is a, this, we're going to close with this. Listen to what a Christian done. Listen to what God says to him. Here's a rebellious Christian who sinned against God and he don't want to get back in God's will and he does everything. But he says, here's what you've done to me, Christian. Thou hast not bought me the small cattle of thy burnt 
Thou hast not brought me the small cup of thy burnt offerings, neither hast thou honored me with your sacrifices, thy tithes and offerings, and have not caused... But listen to what he said. I have not caused thee to serve with the offerings, nor with weary thee with incense. God didn't make you do nothing. You honor God by doing what you're supposed to do. Pay your tithes and offerings, do what you're supposed to, at a place that's preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they don't preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, go out there and take a match and burn it. It'll do more good. At least it'll be a burnt sacrifice to the Lord. Don't take that seriously. Verse 24, Isaiah 43. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with thy money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifice, but, 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 thou hast made me, look here, thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. You made God serve with you in your sins because you're an unrepentant Christian. You took him in places he shouldn't go. You've done things that you shouldn't do. Look here, how did you do that? But thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. Hey, God, don't forsake you, don't matter what. Holy Spirit said, I'll be in you and with you always. I'll never leave you, forsake you. So when you sin, your flesh takes God into the sin. And then he said, Even I, I am he, that blotteth out thy transgression for mine own sake and remember thy sins no more. You know what he does? If you confess your sins, he's faithful just to forgive your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Lost man, put me in remembrance, God said. Let us plead together. Declare that, that thou mayest be justified. So God said, if you sin, one nine, I confess my sins, he's faithful just to forgive my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So don't, lost man, don't let the world say that you can't live for God. Accept Jesus and say, Jesus, live through me. Live through me. He'll do it. As we close, this simple prayer. This simple prayer, lost man, will give you eternal life. Dear God, I'm a sinner. I believe in the death, burial, the resurrection of you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm willing to repent, turn from my way of life, and turn unto you, Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Save me today. I give you my life, my soul, my spirit, my body. To you, Jesus. You know what he'll say? John 6, 37. He done answered you. Him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. Do it today. Save your life.